0: Hey, Trader Tim from Mind here. In this video, I'm going to help you improve your trading as we talk about three keys to risk management. So the first one is you want to create asymmetrical reward to risk. This means that if you are looking to put on a trade or even an investment or do anything with putting capital on the line, you want your risk to be low but your reward to be high. And so a couple of questions that you can ask yourself is, if the trade were to increase 10x or 100x, is it impactful? You could also look at the um, question as, if the trade were to go against me and I lost all my money, would it be more impactful as a loss versus as a gain? So sometimes we put on a position and it's so small that even if it went 100 times its current value, it's just not impactful to our life. So we want to look at both is the upside going to impact us in a very impactful way and is the downside going to be so little that it has no impact on our life. And so is the position too small to be worthwhile? And flipping that around, is the position small enough that it could go against me? I could lose the entire position and no big deal but if it did 10x or 100x or if it made it to my price target or if it did what i'm anticipating that it will do is that going to be impactful so look at all the risks that you take um, throughout your day whether it's i mean financial or just going about your day and look for ways that you can create asymmetrical reward to risk so the next one is determine your max drawdown And this one is really important because you need to be able to withstand your worst drawdown. The worst period in your trading is, you know, by definition, the worst case scenario. So if you can't withstand and if you don't have enough capital to withstand that drawdown and come out the other side, then even if you have a very nice string of winners... In a lot of success, you could end up in ruin because you're not able to get through those drawdowns. So as you're looking at your position sizing, as you're looking at your, um, you know, trades that you're going to. Try, maybe maybe're you're, you're trading uh, two contracts on the futures and you're going to start scaling up or you're trading 10 option contracts and you're going to start scaling up and you wonder oh do I want to go from 10 contracts to, the t- to 20 contracts do I want are you trading an underlying stock and you're trading 50 shares and you're thinking about going from 50 to 100 to 500 you want to look at your drawdown for the current trade the current data set that you have. Look at your max drawdown, and as you start to scale up in position size, make it, let's say you double your position size, well then the max drawdown that you currently have really needs to be doubled and have a little cushion built in. It's really good, uh, kind of as an aside, to have a data set, you know, a series of trades when you're making these kind of um, observations and analysis, you want a series of trades that have taken you through an up, down, and a sideways market. If your data, you know, has 200 trades and they're all day trades and they were all in a two-week period when the market was going, uh, was breaking out into, into new highs, it's not a very, that. yeah, that might be a lot of trades um, just from a net number. Perspective, but it doesn't give you a lot of context for okay, what is this strategy going to do if the market goes sideways or down? So, even if you only had 50 trades and they were over the course of six months and the market had gone up, down, and sideways through that six months, I would feel a lot more confident with those drawdown numbers than uh, something that was only occurring over the course of an up trend in a small time window so the more data that you have the better and uh, look at those drawdowns because the quickest way to give back all your gains and more is to scale up your position size and then right off the bat start with a period of, uh, of drawdown. So the third one is create exit parameters before you enter and so you know We can talk about setting an initial stop loss, and that's all well and good, but it's also important to look at when am I wrong on the trade and where should I get out if I am wrong in order to set that initial stop loss. So using an arbitrary stop loss can be effective, but if you are not setting a hard stop... And let's say you're using an options position and you're just waiting for like a close above or below a certain level or you're swing trading a stock and you're not setting a a physical stop. You need to ask yourself, okay, when if this goes against me, how do I know I'm wrong? When should I get out of this trade? And then on the flip side of that, you want to create parameters and have a plan for a profitable exit. So in, in large part, you know, setting the initial stop loss is the easy part. Okay, here's the prior swing low. I'm getting long. I'm going to put my stop below that swing low. But then if the trade starts to go your way, and all of a sudden it starts to go your way really quickly, and you panic, and you just, you know, hit flatten or close out the position all at once because it jumped, you know, two points uh, you might be leaving a lot on the table. So having a plan for a profitable exit up front is really important. Looking at where, how can I trail my stop on the position so that I can stay in this winter as long as possible. As I mentioned, the swing highs and the swing lows, whether you're day trading, swing trading, long-term trading, those are really helpful areas to place your stop. You can also look at trailing each candle if you want to get aggressive or each day, essentially, if you're on a daily chart, um, if you're on a you know trading on a 15 minute chart you could be trading trailing each 15 minute candle and just the lows and highs if you're long you're traing, trailing the lows if you're short you're trailing the highs so have some sort of plan in place maybe you have you know one of the things i like to do with day trades is split the position in half and have a fixed target on half the position that's not super large but it's larger than my initial stop and that way i can you know, guarantee a winning trade, I can take some of the risk off the table, and then the second half of the position can continue running, and I can do some of these different trail stop approaches. So hope you found those three helpful. If you have questions, you can always uh, head over to E-mini Mind, and I hope you have a great uh, week of trading.